Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Cameron, and I'm joined by an ever-faithful companion, Leonard. Unfortunately, Dave is ill this evening and cannot join us. However, Leonard, how are you? I'm good, and uh, considering the topic that we're covering today... I'm just going to get all of this out of the way. What is a man? What a terrible night to have a curse. You will cry bloody tears. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. Ooh, ooh. Um, it seems you like to play Castlevania. There we go. <laughs> oh, God, I was actually just talking about that the other day. Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we are talking about Castlevania, uh, Netflix hit extravaganza of the past few years, but more importantly, and primarily, uh, a long-running video game series, giving part of its name to the Metroidvania genre, I guess? Yes. Um, yeah, it is a genre, absolutely. It is, it is a genre. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, so today we'll be talking about the, you know, a little bit of season one of Castlevania. We'll talk a little bit about the main cast of characters, sort of expand on that, and we'll also be talking about the links between this show and Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, which is sort of the origin point for this particular adaptation of the franchise. Yes. Uh, and with that, let's jump right in. Leonard. Have you played Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse? Yes, I have. When I was eight. Wow. <laughs> it's been a while, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a game that I played and never beat because it's a Castlevania game and I was an eight-year-old playing on an yeah. NES, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and also I didn't own it. I was renting it, so I definitely uh, didn't beat it. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I know yeah. all I know about all the secret hidden characters and including a uh, a not so secret character that's so hidden that it, they don't even appear <laughs> in the series. <laughs> oh man, that's good because uh my my knowledge of Castlevania extends to a couple of different spots. One, the show, which I've watched and enjoyed since it first started coming out. Uh, two, uh, Brian David Gilbert's list of Castlevania's most kissable monsters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also, uh, I was a big fan of Castlevania Lord of Shadows because that came out and I was like, oh, wow, what a cool whip-based game. Uh, because I did not know anything about video games at the time. And <laughs> I never oh. finished that game either. <laughs> Oh, that that's a shame. Uh, the first yeah. Lords of Shadows is is actually fair. Is actually pretty decent and a great mm. game. Although yeah, I, uh... I will never get over <laughs> the fact that they have uh, Patrick Stewart in that game, and for whatever <laughs> reason, made his character model look like Sean Connery. Um, mm. Mm. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of wow. This is a pull. Uh, and super off topic, but I'm going with it anyway. It actually <laughs> reminds me of James Wood's character from um, Final Fantasy: Spirits Within that looked oh. like that was modeled to yeah. look like Christian Slater. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
stuff like that happens all the time. Yep. You know, one day I'll pull my PS3 out of storage and go back and actually finish all the PS3 games I want to. <laughs> also, you know, whenever I want to replay Metal Gear Solid 3, um, <laughs> i get around to doing that again. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I've not played Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse, and so I didn't realize the Netflix series was a direct adaptation, more or less, of one of the games until... I uh, started doing research for this episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, in 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 a uh, <laughs> in a shockingly uh, predictive act, uh, Konami decided to make the third entry into the Castlevania uh, series a prequel to the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> It is, it is how they do things, you know? <laughs> uh, it, it's how they did things, seeing as though True. they do nothing but make pachinko machines at oh, this point. Oh, no. Y- you say you say that now, wait until that Silent Hill Origins pachinko machine comes out. I believe be there might, then. in fact, be a Silent Hill Origins pachinko machine, <laughs> Oh, <actually>. God. <laughs> It's beyond satirization, apparently. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> that's where that's that's where where the money goes into now is into uh, creating new CG for pachinko machines instead uh, of making video games. It's okay. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the ultimate will be when they release the PT pachinko machine. Oh God. Do you imagine the nightmare? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I can. The only way that you'll be able to get the demo ever again is to play the pachinko machine and then plug in a USB stick. No. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I, I'm going to rely on Silent Hill developers slowly just leaving to go work at Capcom, which is seems to be what has been happening if Resident Evil Village is any indication. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Team Silent is basically Mm. the ship of Theseus, only the answer is no, it is in fact not the same ship. (laughs) God, I love you, Leonard, you're great. I feel, I feel I should tell you that more often. Um... (laughs) Uh, But yes, anyway, we're getting a little off track. Uh, Yeah, it's based on. Dracula 3, uh, uh, God, Castlevania 3, Curse of Dracula, not Dracula's nope, Curse of nope. oh God. Oh, Dracula shit. 3, Curse of Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, Castlevania was the curse all along. Yep. Oh. The curse mm, were um... the friends we made along the way. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the friends we made along the way. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so... Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. I'm going to say it correctly, because it's an important historical video game. Um, (laughs) The main playable character was Trevor Belmont, um, unless you're in Japan, apparently, in which case he was Ralph C. Belmont. Uh, (laughs) What? This is this is this is new information to me. (laughs) Oh, man. Ralph Belmont, huh? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beg pardon. Uh, Tr- Trevor Belmont, known as Rousey Belmondo in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm glad Netflix didn't go with Ralph. Uh, put I, that I'm, out there. I'm glad that nowhere outside of Japan went with Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Trevor Belmont was the main playable character. He is a Belmont of House Belmont. He's armed with, you know, the classic Castlevania whip, which everyone loves. Uh, but this one has sort of a cast of three supporting characters. Yes. Um, we had Cypher Belnardis, who is a young sorceress. Uh, not good in melee combat, but, you know, could all do all the magic attacks. And there was Alucard who is Dracula spelled backwards because he is Dracula's son and nothing but a pale reflection of his father. Um, <laughs> uh, who, Literally who, and, and, and yeah. figuratively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who Whose unique gameplay hook was he could shoot fireballs and turn into bats. Yep, uh, like, and, like Dad. Yep, yep. And in the greatest crime committed by Netflix, absent from the anime, present in Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curve, was Grant Dynasty or Dynasty, um, a pirate who could climb on walls and change directions while jumping. <laughs> I, I, and, I, oh. so because I, I just ran through the first season last night, mm. I feel like there's a part of me that, that really wants to correlate, um, the thief, or the thief, the priest with the thief's knife as like, mm. oh man, if only he had changed his ways, that would have become Grant <laughs> Nasty. Cause I, I could see it. Yeah, he <laughs> looks kind of piratey. Well, especially <laughs> after he loses that eye. But exactly, oh, man. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, Grant Nasty did not make it to the uh, Netflix adaptation. We we lost four seasons of riveting pirate commentary on the genocide in Wallachia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to I'm just going to assume that Warren Ellis just kind of folded aspects of Grant's personality into Trevor because he's yeah he's cranky yeah. cranky boy cranky sad boy for mm. for the the entirety of the first season which is <laughs> yeah. uh, and and really calling it a season is is being generous it is it is the most uh, we are not sure about this show whatsoever. So you get a budget of four episodes, and we'll see how it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it threw me for a loop that it was only four episodes, because I could have sworn it was longer, but then I just watched it all this afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's only four episodes, but there was promise there, and uh, people grabbed that promise and ran with it, and now there are four full seasons, three yes. of which are nice full seasons, uh, and having just watched season four about a week ago... You can feel the money that got poured into that show by the end, dear God. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so it was a success at least, which is good. But we're uh, we're here to talk about the initial part of the show. Um, so yes, we have Trevor Belmont is expounded upon in the Netflix show. He is a nasty, smelly, depressed, angsty, sweary boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's like the he's like the edgiest thirty six year old you've ever met. Yeah, yeah, he's thirty six. He he's out of a job. I mean, I mean, I don't know how old Trevor's supposed to be in the show. I'm sure it's like closer to twenty six. I would bet that it's closer to twenty six. But he really looks like like a. I'm about to hit midlife, and I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. His entire attitude is summed up in his apparent catchphrase: "Catchphrase, God shits in my dinner once again." Um. (laughs) Which, to be fair, 
is is good reaction to terrible things happening. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, he is you know big action hero fighter man who has that dark terrible past which is holding him down and all that kind of generic stereotype and cliche bundled together because yeah as you said they weren't 100% sure where they were going with this if they were going anywhere else so I don't think they really took the time to flesh him out super well before this point yeah um, yeah all yeah, you need to know is, is that is that he's part of the <laughs> Belmont clan they're 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 uh, monster hunters vampire monster hunters uh, the mm. the the church in Wallachia uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> excommunicated <laughs> them because you know the people that can kill the night creatures and vampires are the ones that you want to like shoo shoo out the door mm. super fast. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know it's very <laughs> it's very. Um, ugh, I can't believe I'm actually referencing Star Wars. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> audience. Sorry, people that like Star Wars, but it's very like, oh man! And then the Jedi just disappeared when Emperor Palpatine took control of the Senate. <laughs> Oh god, I'm just imagining the execute order 66, but it's in the Castlevania universe and it's just a bunch of priests and library assistants pulling knives. I mean, given <laughs> given that it's priests, it would actually be order 666. So, yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, hey, if Netflix is doing a prequel, get you on board. Uh, if you're listening to this Netflix executives, let Ren- let Leonard write the Star Wars prequel for the Castlevania series. That oh man, no! Popular. Don't let me do that. That'll <laughs> then it'll just be people that are like, "Hey, you know what? The Force is is actually awful and uh, causes nothing but war and destruction, like every generation and a half. How about we create an artificial force so we can kill God?" <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty Castlevania to me. <laughs> Maybe a little Final Fantasy in there as well. Um, yeah, that's Trevor. He's fine in season one. He gets a lot better over the other seasons. Yeah, um, it, it's it, yeah. It, the interesting thing about season one is that it's a really small scale movie. Um, mm. Essentially, yeah, it is. Um, uh, it, it, but but it it's a movie that doesn't have a satisfying conclusion. So I no. I I, yeah. I I hesitate to to use that term. Commit to that to, to that I mean, violence fully. Uh, I mean, people call Infinity War a movie, so we can call the first four episodes of Netflix a movie of Netflix's Castlevania a movie. Oh no! Yeah, I'm gonna be that person. Oh. Didn't like Infinity War until I watched Endgame, and then it was all right. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Don't don't sell me we're half making, of a six-hour movie. Sell me the six-hour movie. Well, well, I mean, I liked I liked both halves of that six-hour movie. I didn't like the first half until I saw the second half, and together I think they are good. But I was just like annoyed that I had to wait a year in the middle for anything to actually happen. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what it's like to watch television. That was what it yeah. was like to watch television before oh, yeah. before before the twenty first century. Oh man, yeah, all this instant gratification over the last six years has really ruined my sense of appreciation of waiting for a good thing. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I we get it differently now. I'm just waiting for Elden Ring, so <laughs> that's a different kind of delayed gratification because it's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, um, that's Trevor. He gets better. 
this was a sure thing, so he started out as a stereotype. We have Cypher Belnades, uh, who is fleshed out from beyond just being a young sorceress in the original game. She is now the mem- a member of the Speakers, which are sort of like a Romani traveling society, but they focus on education and history more than anything else. Yeah, living history, yeah. which is the 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 aspect that I appreciate the most about the mm. the uh, fleshing out. Uh, it's yeah, we use magic, but it's not like we're we're not mages. We're not battle mages. We're just people that collect bits and pieces of history. Also, having a group of people that know magic and collect history just wandering around offers a whole slew of storytelling possibilities. Yep, yep. No battle mages here, except for Cypher, who is the Avatar. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I really like the speakers as like a, a concept. Again, in this, they're not super fleshed out because they have like god was it like 80 minutes 90 minutes or 90, something total yeah. between these four episodes yeah so they they, they hey, i'll give them this they don't oh, waste no. time it's so, a it's a solid yeah. it's a solid 120 minutes of, of, oh, of god, run really? time. yeah it's four episodes huh? and they're all half an hour each so oh yeah my brain was thinking they're like 25 minutes for some reason <laughs> i'll give it that fair enough um <clears throat> yeah and like yeah like um it's it's a it's a nice idea and it is like just a, a good sort of counterpoint in these first four episodes is like, here's the highly educated foreign people and here are the locals in this uh, Eastern European mud pit analog uh, yes. of the country that is Wallachia. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and they are, they're really cool. They all dress in nice blue robes. They actually have like customs and cultures hinted at at the very least in these early bits and like you know their main thing like you said is they go around they educate people they learn stories they tell stories they keep history and yeah they do a little bit of magic on the side but there's nothing wrong with that um and of course hmm? oh i was just going to say and uh as i appreciate that as a nod to uh dracula's curse uh, mm-hmm. uh, Trevor discovers her as a statue, uh, which is yes. how you discover her in the game, only <laughs> to revive her. Uh, however, there wasn't a uh, super action-y uh, stone cyclops battle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you just kind of randomly wander across her and say, hey, <laughs> this lady's probably a person <laughs> and not a statue. I don't, I mm. really, I, I've retained nothing from Dracula's Curse other than I kind of liked Grant the most because he was the one that had any amount of air control <laughs> because yeah. of his second jump. Yeah, it was his whole thing, to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, Cypher's very cool, Trevor's pretty good, uh, and we, ha- we have Alucard, who in this first season is kind of essentially a non-entity. Again, gets way fleshed out further down the line in the show, but as far as this season is concerned, he's the guy who shows up in the last 20 minutes. Um, yes, that. he shows up for 15 minutes uh, at the start, <laughs> or 15 seconds at the start, and then 20 uh, twenty min- minutes at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is a gorgeous, pretty half-vampire man, 
uh, with a flying, fl- like a flying floating sword, which yes. is very cool. Super uh, into that. <laughs> uh, which you know, once, uh, so uh, I uh, it's worth mentioning that this entire series is chock full of references to Castlevania mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, loving, loving, not cheap <laughs> references to. Uh, Castlevania mm. stuff, which is uh, something that I appreciate most about it, because man, if it were just pandery, <laughs> awful nonsense, uh, I mm. would hate it. Uh, but no, yeah. they're they're smart, they're clever, they're usually just art pieces in the background. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's some good stuff that they're they're pulling from all these years of Castlevania lore to create this new story it, it, and it you know it feels like like konami could easily uh, once again that's <laughs> the assumption that konami still made video games which they clearly don't but uh could yes. pull this together to create <laughs> a, a a new uh mainline lore like they attempted to mm. do with lords of shadow until mm. they ruined lords of shadow yeah yeah <sighs> Who knows, maybe one day we'll get a cool little side-scroller Castlevania again, just in this style with these characters. I wouldn't say no to that. I oh, think that would be fun. A Dracula's Curse <laughs> remake that is just the the the, the mm. TV show crew. Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst. <laughs> and then they, then they could have Grant back in. No, you can, no, you they can won't. Friend that priest Grant, Grant no longer exists. He has been excommunicated uh. from the series. <laughs> oh, yeah. So getting excommunicated from the church takes a higher tier up the ladder than a bishop, and getting excommunicated from the series takes a higher tier up than the pope. I see how it is. Yes, President Konami says no. You don't exist yes. anymore. President Konami <laughs> has the same name energy as President Shinrov, so I'm okay with it, <laughs> considering that they're both evil conglomerates. I'm sorry, Konami. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, I kid. I joke. I joke about how you don't make video games anymore. I mean, but they don't. It's fair. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. As, you know, you know um, so Alucard's cool. Again, he's yes. not here very much. He's he, like, "Hey, Dad, stop this!" And then they wake him up at the end. And I mean, to be like five to, minutes. To be fair, <laughs> like, yes, it's Dracula, but the church did murder his innocent wife, who was like, oh, "Hey, I yeah. just want to educate the world and bring medicine and bring people out of the dark ages." And the church is like, "Nope, can't have that." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, listen, Dracula's not a good guy. Not at all. But absolutely, listen, he took the death of his wife very hard, Uh and he definitely went in the wrong direction with it, but it is understandable that Vlad Dracula Tepes, the man known as the Impaler, might have reacted poorly to his wife being burnt at the stake by the church. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, we should have expected this when we killed Dracula's wife. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, the church is like, Dracula's not real, but Satan, Satan's real. I'm like, aren't they, like, <laughs> don't they, like, don't those two run in, like, the same circles? Like, how yeah. are you poo-pooing, yeah. like, the vampire lord, but you're like, but the devil? 
Mm, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's Listen. totally she's totally in league with the devil, but that vampire—that's nonsense. Oh yeah, no. It's, it, listen, she's a witch, so she's in league with Satan for right. sure. But the thing about Satan is he doesn't interfere directly with the church. He would never dare. Now, if she was Dracula's wife, that'd be different because he just kills people all the time. But she can't be his wife. He doesn't interact with humans unless he's eating them. Right. And that was clearly the line of thought. Uh, and um, oh man, like that that first episode is rough because you know it's a lot about. Vlad and his wife Lisa meeting and she is actually a really cool character and she does want you know to improve the world she's a really good person she's driving him towards a better path uh, and she's trying to make him be normal which is hilarious because the whole reason she dies is she tells him to walk places instead of teleport yeah which I like <laughs> yeah hey honey be normal you keep scaring the village when your castle suddenly appears in the sky overhead like an icon of doom <laughs> oh man, I, I love, I love, I love the castle so much. I love it's it. So good. I love, I love that it's just like, yeah, let's rev up the steam engines. We gotta teleport mm. somewhere. It's like, it's like, it's like medieval fantasy Star Trek teleporter. It's just like, ah mm. oh, man, Scotty, get the castle running. We gotta teleport to Wallachia. <laughs> I mean, isn't isn't Dracula in this just Doctor Who if he was slightly more violent? Ah, uh, man. So the thing that the thing <laughs> I I do want to get into like at least the first. Well, we are gonna cover like the first couple of episodes. I do want to get yeah. into like like how obviously tired Dracula is at the start. Like mm, yeah. we see the field of like impaled people, but they're like skeletons, like. You think yeah, back, yeah. I think back to Castlevania stuff, and I'm like, yeah, the Vlad the Impaler stuff, and I'm like, yeah, they're always half rotted corpses and everything, but it's just like, just barren waste and a bunch of skeletons and just nothing. And I'm just like, oh yeah, he's just like done, and he's just mm. kind of set up here, and it's just tired old cranky man that literally put up a bunch of corpses to say keep off of my lawn <laughs> yeah and lisa's yeah. like yo why are you hoarding all this good information and he's yeah. like blah blah i'm dracula aren't you scared of me and she's like i don't i don't have time for your bullshit <laughs> there are people dying of completely preventable diseases ignorance is running rampant and you literally have the means to solve it and all you want to do is be a big baby and cry cry alone in your <laughs> castle like just give me your science yeah. and he's like yeah uh fine i guess i you, since you're not afraid of me i guess i'm in love now <laughs> Grant, granted, <laughs> granted the the period of time between the the start of the uh, uh, series to uh, the unfortunate incident that uh, starts the series proper is twenty years. Um, I did oh, actually yeah. take note th this time mm. of how long because they do give us <laughs> dates. It starts in like fourteen fifty five, and then it's fourteen seventy five. Yeah, yeah, like, there, there is time. They they have time to develop a proper relationship and, you know, fall in love and get married and things. And, you know, she's not afraid of him, which not automatically put... Yeah, which automatically puts her in, like, the top 1% of, 
of potential suitors for Dracula because the first prerequisite is you got to be on equal footing with him and not being afraid of him is a really good start. Yep. It's like, well, sure, I, couldn't fight what him, if, but hey. It's like, blah, blah, <laughs> what if I took a drink of you? Blah, blah. And she's like, oh, get, stop. You're embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> You're embarrassing <laughs> both of us right now. <laughs> Uh, where really where she like she grabs him by the his cape clasp. She's like, "Where's mm. the where's the lab, Dracula? Where's the lab?" And is just backhanding him verbally, backhanding him. Listen, we're gonna do vaccines three hundred years early. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good, Dracula. Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, Lisa, Lisa is fantastic. It's kind of sad we don't get more of her over the series, but we get you know enough that I'm happy to know the character at least yeah uh, yeah um and then yeah you uh you know inciting incident uh the church goes to her house and finds a whole bunch of lab equipment and weird herbs and goes ah uh, oh, a witch yeah uh ch- chapter one inciting incident colon the church yep yep oh god uh yeah yeah uh, it, it's rough. Hey, we did this in real life. We shouldn't have done this. It's pretty bad here as well in an animated fantasy story where Dracula is real and has a time travel teleportation device. Yep. From the future. Um, future past. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Especially because, again, Lisa's really good. She spends her last moments just screaming at the top of her voice. They don't know what they're doing. Don't go fucking nuts, you dumb piece of shit. I know what you're like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then we've got it, like and then we've got like literal like legally distinct Cloud Frollo just like mm, witch <laughs> burn burn witch witch burn yes. church church churchy witch. god burn archbishop witch satan burn. That's <laughs> mm, Yeah, exactly. That's a really good impression honestly. I'm really impressed. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, and see, like, the thing is, Dracula's a bad guy, but that doesn't mean he has to be bad guy, uh, to quote, uh, fucking Wreck-It Ralph of all things. Right. Um, you know, his wife's been burned at the stake, and the clouds form into a screaming face of fire. Yeah, at first he (laughs) transforms into a screaming skull of fire. Before he he's like, oh no, I gotta I gotta bishy this this threat up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Control that weather, real yeah. good. Um, and yeah, this enormous, angry, essentially face of Satan in the sky says, "Hey, I'm I'm not happy about this. You guys have got a year to leave because I'm coming back in a year." Yep. Uh, and hey, he probably could have killed everyone there right then and then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> But he didn't. He gave them time to clear out. Admittedly, he was also taking that time to, you know, gather an army to literally wipe the planet clean of all life. But yeah, hey, um, <laughs> but like, what happens to this town of Targovista is so entirely their fault. I find it hard to pity most of them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh one one hundred percent. Yeah. If 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 if. The giant flaming head of Dracula was like, yo, I ain't happy and you need to clear out. I'd be like, oh, all right. Oh, well, you're you're real. 
oh, oh, yeah. you're real and you're mm. angry at me, even though you, you I, and and me and everyone else. Oh yeah, it's time to go. Sorry, let's pack up a wagon, clear on out. He mm. even does it. He does. He does. It. So this is the thing that I actually really appreciate because when Dracula mm. comes to his now burned out hovel of a really nice, lovely little human home, um, there's mm. an old woman who uh, was uh, friendly with Lisa, laying flowers at the site, and he gives her, he gives her a chance. He's like, you need to leave, like, take your family, gather your family, and get out of Wallachia, like, right now. Yeah, Um, leave the entire country. Because this is the last kind thing that I will ever do towards Mm. a human. And then he yeah. uh, and then he bamps out. And I did want to point out that uh, the giant flaming pillar teleport is just straight up Dracula's giant giant flaming pillar teleport from every single boss fight <laughs> in yeah, Castlevania. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, the giant flaming skull in the sky says, "Leave now. I'm coming back in exactly a year." It's not my fault what happens if you're still here. Uh, And then we smash cut to a year later and everyone's having a festival because the town hasn't been destroyed in the intervening year. Yep. That's not (laughs) how that works. It wasn't, wasn't, I will attack (laughs) over the course of the the year. It's, you've got a year. It's literally a ticking clock scenario. (laughs) Yep, yep. Um, Yeah, so they're, they're having this wonderful festival. The archbishop is carried out on his palanquin because the church is the kind of place that produces priests that cannot walk on their own. Well, um, he does have, like, a giant toad throat goiter as well. Oh, yeah. This dude is on some berserk-level nonsense. Um, yeah. Well, he's I mean, he, he's... frog o- pope man. He's old <laughs> and most likely inbred. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough and we're like, yeah. Um... But yeah, what a wonderful day to celebrate God. Our, our beautiful city will never will never perish because Dracula wouldn't dare attack us because it's been a whole year. Um, and then blood starts raining from the sky. Yep. Because of course it does. And God, then, what a good, terrible apocalypse. Yep. And blood, blood <laughs> followed by a uh, um, um, uh, uh, night creature fetuses. Mm. Yep, yep. Oh, this is so good. Because, yeah, it's like, literally, Dracula is essentially airdropping a monster army onto the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, yeah, they grow as they get towards the ground, or in some cases, once they have hit the ground. Um, the night creatures in the series, really cool. They take such a bevy of shapes and forms and even personalities that it is basically impossible to keep track of them all but the basic ones are like the sort of gargoyle-ish fireball spitting winged bat things yep um they show up a lot they are super cool i really like them they fulfill that sort of lanky bestial thing that i really like about say bloodborne's werewolves and things like that just really hits that gothic horror monster look for me um um and then oh yeah he so he sends his night creatures from the sky, sky. Uh, but that's mm. after he, he he teleport destroys the church mm. by yeah. summoning his castle in the middle of the town because once again 
he's got a he's got a giant teleporting castle that he can just oh, yeah. drop wherever. Mm. Oh yeah, it it is a bomb in an age that has not yet invented gunpowder. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Um yeah, and this is what you happen what 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 happens when you I can speak so well. Um this is what happens when you don't listen to Dracula. Uh, <laughs> terrible terrible things happen. Yeah, the 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 town the town's folk get it real bad. Um yeah. this is when we are introduced to to hey surprise um we're not pulling any punches. Um there's nope. there's there's gore and you're gonna and there's gonna <laughs> be a lot of it. Um, oh man, I, I would I would almost say this is not the worst of it because it's like generic slaughter gore. <coughs> there are bits in the next couple of episodes that was like, oh god, really? Yeah. But like it it's yeah they uh they got a mature rating. They're gonna milk that for all it's worth because why not? It's an adult show because people who like Castlevania as kids are adults now, so of course they would make an adult Castlevania show. And honestly fine with that if your main antagonist is dracula tepesh the impaler you should probably have not like a pg-13 people get hit with a sword and crumple over and nothing else happens mm. show you know no i think it, the, it I, I, I think this sequence would have been better served if all of the night creatures just like swooped down and like lightly slapped the villagers and then they just <laughs> collapsed mm, on the ground yeah and we're like, oh, I'm dead. He's like, ah, oh. <laughs> blah, 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 kill them all, blah. Yeah, we cut back to it. it was actually Dracula a year earlier with all these little figurines planning out the attack on Targovishta. I mean, I mean, given all of the crap that he's got in his castle, I absolutely believe that he had like he has a like s- scale. Uh, hmm. Wallachia <laughs> Warhammer. <laughs> oh my as... god! Yeah, he, he, he's he's one of those historical wargamer dads. Oh, absolutely, sure. absolutely. <laughs> he is my accurately accurately painted uh, Wallachian infantry platoon mm-hmm. <laughs> with real impaled bodies on the spear tips. Right. Ooh. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He was he was moving figures around on a board. Uh, during yeah. the course of that year when he was summoning night creatures from hell. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and this army sort of spills out of Targovisha and goes on to attack the rest of the whole country of Wallachia, uh, and the common folk, being uncertain of who to blame, lay it firmly at the feet of those who clearly have the most blame here, which is the family of nobles whose only job is hunting vampires, the Belmont yeah. family. Because clearly they didn't do a good job. (laughs) Like, it's got to be the Belmont's fault. Why? They're vampire killers. Well, is that vampire dead? No. But he he was inactive for, like... (laughs) I want to believe that that Dracula had been inactive for, like, half a century at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like... It's the only reason Lisa ever found him was because his castle didn't move for yeah. so long that people <laughs> just started talking about it as a, a legend. It's like, oh, there's that old castle over the hill, yada, yada, yada. Some say it was Dracula's castle. Everyone goes, no, it's not Dracula's castle. No one lives there. No one ever leaves there or anything. It's just an old castle. 
I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Whenever if there's a big castle that looks like Dracula's castle that has like cl- a clear aura of of evil and death so much that it corrupts the surrounding landscape and turns it into a desert, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with yeah, that's probably Dracula's c- castle. <laughs> I mean, I would probably go more with the that architecture is physically impossible in in the real world there are spires hanging upside down from other spiders hey listen <laughs> listen i listen uh, i can accept anything after seeing the architecture of hollow bastion from the kingdom hearts series so i mean hey that's fair. <laughs> and it wouldn't be dracula's castle if it didn't look like it should be able to be flipped 180 degrees up to reverse itself and you've got to go through it upside down yep so yeah fair (laughs) uh and uh moving on to the second episode uh we go from this sort of grandiose sort of tragedy love story mixed with terrifying gothic horror violence uh to a bunch of drunk peasants in a pub and one very sad drunk grumpy man in a pub uh trevor belmont's living it rough because the rest of his family has been killed Yep. After being after being excommunicated by the church and blamed by the general populace for not killing all the vampires all the time, uh, he's a little hard on his luck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah. but but yeah. not so hard on his luck that he's not wearing his finery uh, that clearly mm. displays his family crest all <laughs> over it. Granted, he's yep. got a big dirty cloak. With uh, uh, a fantastic uh, fur <laughs> collar mm, that that yes. that everyone should want, uh, but <laughs> but still he's it's he, it's like he's got a got the Ralph Lauren polo logo, but it's his family crest on his shirt. <laughs> oh, that's pretty perfect. Yeah, that's about right. Um, you know, tries to keep it hidden, but he's also you know throwing money around in a little backwater village and getting very drunk. Yes. Yeah. um, Gets into a bit of a fight. We see that he's not completely inept at the very least. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's, uh, he's, he's living rough. He leaves places quickly. He never stays anywhere long. Uh, He gets the the absolute crap beaten out of him half the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> by humans, at through. least. By humans. Oh yeah, no, he he'll take care of monsters, but he's not in the business of murdering people. At least not straight up. Yeah, mm, not yet. Mm, mm. <laughs> There's that mm. one moment. Yeah, one moment true. when he climbs through the sewers, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad that that guy was asleep because I would have made mm. him sleep forever." <laughs> that is true. I mean, I'd be pretty desperate after crawling through sewers to get into a city as well. I also really in, kind in of this situation. I also, uh, once again, as as uh, as uh, as an aside, I really appreciate mm. like the toll that that the the night uh, uh, night beast raids have taken on this town, where the mm. the sewage uh, runoff. It has it has literally become like a bubbling pool of like toxic, like sludge. Mm. Um, oh yeah, and, and 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 Trevor has to do a little platforming to to get into <laughs> that sewer pipe. And I'm like, yep, that's 
that's also fairly accurate to Castlevania. Yep. Good, good work on like not making that a sequence, but at least referencing that that's a thing yep. that happens. Jump over the ominous green liquid evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he yeah he's he essentially climbs through a sewer to break into a walled town named Gracet or Gracet, some word i can't pronounce because i'm not great at eastern european style names um and uh it's real rough here dracula's night creatures are raiding every night believe it or not they're called night creatures for a reason um the town is kind of pretty i would say in a pretty desperate position um no one wants to leave because if you leave they just kill you out in the open but it's rough to stay because if you stay they just break down your door and drag you screaming out into the night to be slaughtered um, they've, they've turned to the church to sort of at least try and find a way around this. And the church's, uh, solution is, Hey, uh, you know, those people who are giving you medical attention and telling you this isn't going to be the end of the world. We'll be all right. Also, I know magic so I can protect you. Those people are the problem. Uh, yes. you should get rid of them. Yes. Hey, uh, surpri- yeah. hey, surprise, and and the big church problem is, once again, legally distinct Cal, Cal Frollo. He's like, yes, yes, <laughs> they believe, uh, Belmont, yes, you, mm. we, we could do something if you just leave and let us kill the speakers. Well, uh, mm. maybe we'll let you back into the church. Mm. Yeah. Listen, Dracula would leave us alone if only we started killing ethnic minorities again. I yeah. know this to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Literally <laughs> just like, oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. Wow. D- you absolutely do not know how to take an L on this. <laughs> oh, no. He was he, he did nothing wrong yeah. burning Dracula's wife at the stake. Clearly, this was someone else's fault. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Trevor saves an old speaker man who is being beaten up by some priests in a back alley. Yep. Um. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, this is where um, that that actual real rough like gut gore starts happening in my opinion because Trevor just takes a dude's eye out with a whip. Yeah, but well, to be fair, yeah. he took a he took a guy's finger off with a whip. Uh, yeah, uh, clean, clean, mind yeah. you. It's not like he wrapped it around and then yanked it off. Nope, just cuts it off with a leather whip. Yep. Uh, it's not even a metal whip, which he does get eventually. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, hey, he's a Belmont, he's been through rough times, but God, does he know how to actually fight when he's not drunk. <laughs> yes, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and once again, this is the, oh, oh, he's not such a bad guy, he wouldn't let these people, these priests beat up on this elderly beat this elderly man to death mm. uh which you know what a decent human being i mean it's I mean, it, it's it's stock it's very stock like hero mm. moment but uh <laughs> oh god it's the done priest with is the cat yeah <laughs> save that priest <laughs> no not priest the old man god yeah, the old speaker man for... the speaker yes yes um he uh yeah so uh but you know he's he's not he's not your daddy's hero because he, no. he'll he'll horrifically maim people in order to protect others i will teach them of my peaceful ways by force yes uh, yes 
Um, and you know, he, he is genuinely a good enough guy. Like he goes, he brings the, uh, the elderly speaker back to the rest of the group and says, Hey, you guys need to leave. They are just going to straight up murder you at some point. Yeah. Uh, and they refuse to leave because the old man's granddaughter has gone into the catacombs beneath the city in search of the sleeping warrior, which is like a, a story about this ancient hero who slumbers beneath the city and will rise up in its time of need to save it. Uh, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, it's like, oh, God. Okay. Fine, sure. It's the only thing that'll make you leave, so I guess I'll go get her corpse for you. Right. <laughs> because, you know... Yeah, clearly your grandchild's dead if it hasn't come back yeah. yet, given uh, the, the troubles and the fact that it's catacomb, so... Yeah, yeah. Corpse so, uh, retrieval yeah. it is. Glorious, glorious duty for the former vampire hunter. <laughs> um, yeah, and we, then we get into episode three, where Trevor... I really like this initial sequence of getting into the catacombs. Um, it is like a little weird D&D puzzle thing. You go into a mausoleum, and there's a big mural, and if you look at just the right angle, one of the recesses in the mural is actually just an open shaft you can slide through to get into an extra dungeon yes area it's super cool um it's also weirdly constructed as if by someone with future knowledge of architecture it's got all these traps and things it's got these torches that light themselves yep uh they are they are electric lamps (laughs) Uh, dracula has the power of a wire filament and a basic current which yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean once again, <laughs> as the old saying goes, technology of a six, sig, uh, of a significantly high high enough level is indistinguishable from magic. So, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and we get you know a little more history here. Trevor recognizes <laughs> these things because his family library had like his ancestors writing about what the inside of Dracula's castle looks like and it looks like this. Yep. Like it's got all this weird stuff, man. These torches, they light themselves, the walls and floors and doors all move. Ugh. Uh yeah, and we come across a stone statue of a person in in speaker garb and we get a we get an actual big monster fight uh as you mentioned earlier against the stone cyclops which looks really awesome i actually really like the design it's a really good design um, really strong yeah. that eye is super catchy yep um but it's just like because it, it walks around with the eye closed and then it opens it up and like it gets this weird rune on it yeah it it's 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 iris laser. turns into into a petrification rune that it mm. can then laser out Oh, it's so good. And, you know, fun dynamic sequence of running cover to cover. My absolute favorite bit is uh, the edge of Trevor's cloak gets caught and starts to turn to stone, so he just smashes it against the ground. Yep. Uh, This is just a fun little detail of, okay, it doesn't need to hit you, it just needs to hit anything you're wearing. Right. Basically. And it sort of creeps along like that. Uh, Trevor eventually gets the better of it, um, because although it is, like, coated in stone it is itself like a flesh and blood creature yes um which uh, we get the great line of like he's he's literally thrown his sword and pierced it through the heart and it's still walking it's like you're dead why don't you understand you're dead yep (laughs) come on (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, get lots of cool actiony things. Uh, at one point, he jumps off of the statue to get an advantage. <laughs> um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and as he finally actually kills the monster, the statue falls and begins to turn back into a person because that's the way to lift the curse. Um, and God, we get a great bit of lore here, which is the stone cyclops turns you to stone and you remain conscious of your surroundings and your situation. And it literally feeds off the horror and terror that you experience while turned into a statue. And I'm like, that is terrifying and very good. Yeah. What a great monster idea. Start, start, start writing that up for your campaign. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, most monsters that petrify things just break the statue to eat the bits, but right. hey, this is way better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, and we meet the first party member, which is mentioned, Cypher Belnardes, the, the sorceress. She knows some water slash ice magic. She knows some fire magic. She's very cool. Um, again, at, the, at this point, it's early on. They haven't done a lot of characterization or fleshing out because they've only got so much time to work with, so she's kind of just like the the knowledgeable offbeat sort of quirkyish character i guess yes is the best way she, to put she, it for her she, she she's the she uh, Ma- Ma- mass effect reference incoming she is uh, absolutely the tally of of yes. the party <laughs> my brain was going scooby doing it's like she's the velma of the party but if velma had a gun uh, <laughs> Which I feel would have made Scooby Doo a lot more interesting. Um. Yeah, well, you know, with the way that uh, that that reboots and remakes are going, I'm sure it'll be uh, within our lifetime that we see Velma with the mm. gun in some sort of Scooby Doo related property. Almost certainly, and I'll, I'll be right there, going, "Oh God, this actually sucks." Yep. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, um, rescues Cypher, who desperately wants to push deeper into these catacombs, and he says, no, your grandfather's waiting for you, he's not gonna leave without you, and he's gonna die if he doesn't leave in a couple hours, so, we're we're leaving. And you were literally (laughs) just a stone, you, you would have died if, if Mm. I hadn't come, if, if I hadn't come to rescue you and been competent enough to kill a giant cyclops. So no, mm. you're. You, I don't care what you want because you actually, <laughs> actually can't really do it, and I don't want to fight yeah. anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. Screw monsters. This was clearly just some terrible trap the locals laid for you. They knew there was a monster down there and told you this false story. Um. So yeah, he gets the speakers back together. What a wonderful reunion. Um. They seem weirdly insistent that Trevor not leave. <laughs> yeah. And that they won't leave either. Um, at which point, you know, he's like, okay, cool, but you guys do have to leave eventually. He goes to do his own thing uh, and gets summoned to the church. Yep. And apparently being excommunicated means you're not allowed to refuse a summons from a standing member of the clergy. Well, I don't know about that. Well, and but... to be fair, um, uh, all of the 15 priests that were there to escort <laughs> him were armed with weapons. To the teeth. Oh, yeah. You, you ain't lived until you've seen three priests with longbows, five priests with pikes, and, like, seven priests with knives. Yep. <laughs> I just... Uh, 
it is that I find something perversely amusing about like this this set of images of priests just whipping knives out of their coats. I'm like, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I, well, for me, I'm just like, oh well, at least they're honest about it in in in, mm. in, in this fantasy series. <laughs> they will literally stab you in the back, yeah, as opposed to figuratively. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it is indeed. Um, Oh, yeah, he, as far as I remember, doesn't even have a name. It is Discount Frollo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Discount Frollo, local Brit bishop, just like, nah, yeah. Nah, nah. 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 Uh Yeah, he, le- he left Targavishta before it was destroyed. He seems to be the only person who did that. Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, I don't yeah, believe right. I don't believe in your threats, but I must take my pilgrimage elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> The Archbishop's proclivities make him unsuitable for being an instrument of the word of God. So I'll go to this other town that isn't Targovishta. I, I yeah, I like I like that. That was once again like uh, this. This wasn't my fault. I'm I'm holy, but the Archbishop mm. he was compromised, which allowed the devil, which allowed Satan to destroy mm. the city. I'm yes, just like yeah, clearly, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing with you, huh, guy? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Over the course of this entire conversation, it is just like more and more revealed that this priest is just absolutely, actually insane. Yep. Like genuinely believes everything to the letter, and that everything will be absolutely fine as long as they purge all heathens and non-believers um, because Drac. Dracula's divine punishment for doing wrong, and he's done yeah. nothing wrong. <laughs> right, right. Uh, oh, I, I like. Gosh. I really like that he's um, uh, essentially like, yes. I, uh, he's like, oh man, it's a shame that there's this horrible power vacuum that's being created within <laughs> the church because mm, everybody's dying except for me. <laughs> I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Um, whew. uh, so Trevor leaves because this is not a constructive conversation taking place. Uh, you know, the offer was, hey, can you just leave the city and maybe I'll see about getting you recommunicated. Yeah, I guess is the term communicated. <laughs> it, yeah, it's literally the just walk away scene from from Road Warrior. <laughs> mm. He's like, yeah, just go, <laughs> just 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 look out for just look out for your own self interest, and everything will be okay. But if you stay, we'll murder you and the speakers. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Um, Trevor, being a begrudgingly good person who has now invested actual emotional effort into this particular group of speakers, obviously cannot abide the idea of them being destroyed, uh, and so hides them away in the catacombs under the city, uh, in the room with the dead Cyclops, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, just the one speaker's like, I think it moved. Yep. <laughs> it's always a good joke for me. Um, and when the inevitable riled up mob comes to kill all the speakers in the hut they were staying in, who's there? It's just Trevor Belmont. Yes. Um, and his 
cunning plan involving a rigged deadfall and a lot of running. Uh, and and also using a number of Castlevania sub-weapons. Because mm. he uses daggers. He uses mm-hmm. daggers. He uses uh, an axe. And he yeah. uses a torch, which are all Castlevania sub-weapons. The only one that he Wonderful. doesn't use is holy water, because that's for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he leads a mob on a very merry chase uh, throughout the city. Yes. <laughs> he kills a lot of priests, including the... Oh, yeah. And, and, and including the priest that, whose eye he took out earlier. Yep, yep. Who just God. gets it through the other eye because, you know, <laughs> have to Listen. balance it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These priests had it coming. They yes, are... exactly. Yeah, they are at best active collaborators in the downfall of this city. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Do not feel bad for them. Do not feel bad for Trevor's murder of these men. They are bad and should not be mourned. No. Uh, And we move swiftly to the fourth and final episode of this little mini-season as night begins to fall on Targovishta. Uh, And... um, (laughs) Yeah, this uh, this opening scene with the night creatures getting into the church yes. is honestly fantastic. Is kind of the selling point of the whole first season, I think, that mm-hmm. really hooked people into the idea of like, yeah, we should definitely keep watching this and make sure Netflix makes more of it. Because um, again, it's the classic horror thing of the priest is uh, discount for all the priest is all alone in his church waiting for the mob to take care of his dirty business. And the doors just open and then close with no one visible. Yep. Because uh, the night creatures are terrible and creepy and terrifying. Um, and uh, the main one we see is this big spike wolf thing with blue, with four or six blue eyes. Uh, and it talks, which is a real, uh, a real game changer. Because up until now, the night creatures have been entirely just monsters. Yep. They've had no no agency. We know Dracula unleashed them. We know they come out at night and kill things. They haven't shown any actual signs of intelligence beyond, you know, being able to be directed. Uh, but this one gives a whole, like, super good uh, villain slash anti-hero speech. Yeah. Uh, about, hey, this is all your fault. You're terrible. God hates you and he's not here. Right, which is why we were why we're allowed into the church. Yep. Um, yeah, God. Getting my life's works to God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You've uh, you've made this pl- the, his house real dirty, and he just like dipped out. Uh, so mm. we're here to clean up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, my my life's work is work for God. It's like your work makes him sick. Yep. But we love you. <laughs> yeah. God, that was such a good that's such a good like twist of their conversation. Like, yeah, the night creatures love this dude because he's the reason they exist. He's the reason Dracula made all of them. Yeah. Or had them made, technically. Um and then just ends it as menacingly as possible. It's like, We love you. Let me kiss you. Yep. And like, oh god. Kiss <laughs> your entire your entire face yeah. off. Yeah, the super, super menacing. I love that big, crazy wolf demon thing. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Trevor continues to run away from a mob, meanwhile, uh, and Cypher shows up to help him, uh, at which point he and the sort of priest, the vice priest, the, the first priest, big bearded man, who seems to be in charge of all the lesser priests, uh, yes. uh, gets yeah uh, gets heavily called out by Trevor, is like, fight me one-on-one, uh, and then Trevor just proceeds to verbally destroy him in front of a crowd, uh, sort of just laying all the blame squarely at the foot of the church, and in particular, this one dude, uh, as far as the crowd interprets it, because Trevor doesn't even need to fight him, because a crowd of enraged and horribly frightened peasants just absolutely mob this guy to death. Yeah. Uh, Question. real bad. Um, mm. is that, is that priest the, is that priest the mayor from the very beginning when Lisa was being burned? Because they oh. look similar. Oh, that's possible. I'd have to go back and watch, which I'm not going to do in the middle of recording, but <laughs> I, I'm interested to go back and check that out. It's, yeah, it's entirely possible. He he also escaped Tuckerfish with yeah. Frollo. And yeah, um, yeah. His little toady. <laughs> honestly makes sense. I, I I believe it in my heart, if not in truth. Uh, <laughs> uh and um with the with the deal with the issue of listening to the church solved, because no one wants to listen to the church after Trevor laid all that out. Uh, he quickly organizes this mob into a well-armed militia. Yep, which is really impressive. Uh, do hey, he's not just a bi- he's not just a pile of stereotypes and cliches. There's a there's a natural-born leader under there somewhere, for all of thirty seconds. <laughs> do 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 what I say, and you probably won't die. Is, is mm. I mean I mean powerful I, motivation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's not high motivation at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, he sort of whips them into shape, gets everyone with the pikes out front, uh, you know, find a whole bunch of salt because salt kills demons, uh, get get an actual priest and just start making barrels of holy water yeah. as fast as he can. Yeah. They organize like a really good little resistance in this town square um, and actually manage to fend off the worst of the uh, night creature assault on the town, which is pretty impressive, honestly. Um, doesn't last forever, unfortunately, because the thing about city planning in the Middle Ages, right, mm-hmm. is that there's all these dungeons and catacombs everywhere that no one knows about. So what would happen if you just, for example, built your town square directly over a thousand foot deep death pit and then uh, someone just continually cast ice magic directly into the stones of the square, just terribly cracking and breaking them and disrupting the stability of the entire area. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying this is Cypher's fault, but it's kind of... <laughs> so, here, so here's the thing about that, that this mm. uh, that I think is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that 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 area existed uh, uh, when mm. the town was built uh, because it clearly uh. looks like part of Dracula. Because given who we were introduced to, and yeah, spoiler, mm. it's it's mm. Alucard because duh, of course it is. That's who the sleeping soldier oh, yeah. is. 
Um, yeah. But I absolutely. think I think that Dracula literally just compartmentalized a part of this castle and teleported it <laughs> out somewhere. You know what? Yeah, I will actually buy that. It's not their fault. They didn't plan for this. Yep. I think I so think I'm, there I'm used to be solid ground under the cattle, catacombs. <laughs> and <laughs> Dracula was just like no no clipped no clipped the dungeon <laughs> underneath the city. Son, I love you, but I can't look at you right now. Yeah. Go. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be hard to really hard to commit genocide when I know that you're still in the castle. So I'm just gonna mm. take this wing and put it five thousand yeah. miles away. <laughs> Yeah, listen, a lot of very nasty people are going to come visit. I don't want you to learn from the weird Viking vampire. Oh, yeah. So you're just going to leave. I mean, I mean, <laughs> listen, listen. It, 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 you know you're in for a bad time when your character's voice by Peter Stromer. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's all right. <laughs> that is uh, absolutely fair. Um, But yeah, uh, they fall deep down the city into some real Castlevania bullshit. Um, this this is a traversal sequence of enormous gears and like ironwork structures yep. that all crumble at the slightest touch. Yep, uh, it's it's every it's every yeah. single lab zone <laughs> in every single Metroid Convania <laughs> Castlevania game. Yep, it is it is a terrible place of mech, mech and, uh, mechanics and industry. Uh, and right at the bottom of it all is a big stone coffin with two half-empty giant vials of blood feeding into it. Yep. <laughs> Not suspicious at all. Um, and even less suspicious when you step on a pressure plate and the coffin slides open and a man just floats out of it in, like... <laughs> an upright standing position that's the weird part i it's the oh. it's the pressure it's the pressure plate like every yeah. single time a pressure uh, pr uh pressure plate it comes into mm. play in one of these uh in, in a scenario like that it's always like mm. real that's a really inefficient way <laughs> to open anything yeah. oh for sure there should there should at least be a lever and a pressure plate. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, there's this there's this strange, beautiful, shirtless blonde man with fangs and a giant scar across his chest, floating around. Um, Cipher seems really hyped about this. Uh, Trevor is extremely suspicious because he caught a glimpse of those pearly whites and uh, his Belmont senses were tingling the entire time. They have a sort of like a Will they won't they conversation? I guess is the best way to put it. Yes, is like you know, like um, verbally testing the boundaries on whether or not violence is going to happen as they uh question the actual situation of what is going on. Um, which is you know, fun little retorts and little jabs at each other and each other's abilities and stuff. And eventually, it is a full on fight. Uh, and <laughs> the most satisfying part of this is uh. Alucard just floating there is like, come on, I seriously don't believe you could, and then just gets knocked flying by the whip immediately. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, the animation, again, 
when they put the money into the show, you can tell because the animation is really good sometimes. They're, they're uh, and, I think they're man. really smart on what they they drop their animation budget on. Um, I, mm. And you know, yeah. I think that's that's uh, seeing how big you know anime has been as an import in the U.S. for decades at this point mm. um learning like the american animation industry uh and you know i i don't even notice details i don't know if this was actually animated by americans but you you get what i mean yeah like they yeah. know they've learned where to drop the budget in and even the stuff that mm. d- isn't like the high dynamic uh, super high budget stuff doesn't look bad. Like it is not. Yeah. It's not speed racer speed lines, and the only the mouth moves and the eyes blink. There <laughs> is still some animation to be seen, even when yeah. it's on yeah. the cheaper side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, but like this particular sort of the, I guess it's the end of season fight so of course they put most of the money in for it um it's really good yes uh the the dynamics of it all is great it's this this incredible amount of skill displayed with a whip um like doing things that would not be traditionally considered in the real world because of course this is crazy fantasy land where you can do things like yank a whip part way up its length to completely change the angle and momentum of the tip uh, and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, it's also a consecrated anti-vampire whip, so he can actually hit and hurt Alucard with it. Uh, whereas on Alucard's side, he's got a cool flying sword and super speed. Uh, and yeah, they just they could just go full hog on it. Um, and uh, you know, it ends with Alucard obviously beating down Trevor and holding him down with the potentiality to tear his throat out, but. Uh, Trevor doesn't care because if Alucard does that, he'll be able to stab him through the heart, stake him, and kill him. Uh, you know, living through it is just a luxury if you're a Belmont. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and of course, at this point, Cypher goes to defend Trevor, and Alucard is like, ah, it was all a test. Because you see, (laughs) it was rumored that a hunter and a scholar would team up with me to beat my father. Yep. There was uh, this a... is a message from the future. Yes. Yes, they are <laughs> they are so very good. they are very explicit about like hey, the, yeah, there's a legend about the sleeping soldier from like a century ago. Yeah, that's nonsense. A speaker got a message from the future <laughs> and and wrote it into <laughs> speaker history as as a premonition from the past. And I'm like, all right, well, at least you're not bearing the lead on like time shenanigans, and also it's mm. Castlevania, so yeah, time yeah. shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of really funny because like you know the the sleeping soldiers being uh, under the city aggression for a hundred years is like. Alucard, how long have you been down here? Uh, give or take a year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. About a year. Yeah. About a year. About the amount of time it took dear old dad to start the uh, the end of the human race. Yeah, I, I, I told my dad that he was nuts and that he shouldn't kill everybody, and he hurt me real bad and then locked me in here and then teleported an entire wing of his castle into solid bedrock. So, you know... <laughs> 
I'm doing okay. <laughs> We're both dealing with the death of our mother in different ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the the three of them team up in the classic hero pose uh, as a squad, and they, they walk out towards the camera, and that's the end of season one. It's comparatively super short. It was pretty good. It, it's, it's a good... Yeah, it said it's like it's like an introductory movie, and the only bad thing about it is it doesn't end anywhere in particular, right? Because it's just a setup for season two. I mean, yeah, we get the hero <laughs> shot where everybody walks towards the camera, and I'm like, well, that's that's unsatisfying. But then I'm like, mm, but how would I make it even more unsatisfying? And I'm like, oh yes, there we go. Pull out, and it's Dracula looking into his magic mirror, and he's like, nah, blah blah, ah, they're coming <laughs> to stop me, blah. And I'm like, there we go. That's how we make that more unsatisfying. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> I spend a lot of time trying to make things that are unsatisfying more satisfying, but I sometimes I like to make things that are unsatisfying even less satisfying. <laughs> sometimes you got to push the envelope on what can be considered unsatisfying. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to really test test your personal limits. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, this has been. Really fun, uh, learning about the actual origins of a show I quite enjoy, and uh, in future episodes we'll be talking about the rest of the show. Yes. Of which there is quite a bit, and I'm enjoying this excuse to go back and rewatch all of Castlevania. Uh, it's a pretty good excuse. Yep. Um, hopefully, Dave will be here to join us for episodes in the future. We will probably also have a guest on uh, at least a couple future episodes talking about Castlevania. Uh, which is exciting and fun. Um, but until then, I think that more or less does us for this episode, unless you have anything else you want to add? Nope, that, that, that about does it. That's season one of Castlevania. We don't know if it's going to be a hit, so let's drop, <laughs> let's make it four <laughs> episodes and only drop a couple of mil on it. Yeah, yeah. Put a, put a small amount of money just to see how this goes. Uh, and then everyone watched it 50 times and they went, okay, cool. As much money into it as we can. I see. Oh, oh, people, <laughs> this well, this beloved franchise that people love uh, is loved by people. And because we, we took the time to write it well and animate it well, people have, have latched onto it. So it's cool to order more seasons. Great. Great, yep. man. It's almost like it's just that easy. <laughs> yeah. Treat, treating a franchise with respect and doing more than the bare minimum yields good results. Yes. I wonder who could learn that lesson. <clears throat> Konami. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yes, uh, that will do us for tonight. Uh, Leonard, where can people find you on the internet? Yes, people can find me on... Twitter at Dr. Faust is dead. People can also find me on YouTube uh, by searching Dr. Faust is dead. Uh, and Cameron, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me primarily on Twitter uh, at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Um, go there if you want to see how Australia is doing because, oh man, there's plenty to complain about here, governmentally speaking, uh, and also just like, you know, fun video games things and other things going on in my life, 
Uh, but yeah, to be fair, there's a lot of a lot of whining about the federal government in Australia because, good God, I'm ready for an election. Uh, if you want to follow the show specifically, uh, you can find us on Twitter at mon underscore demonster. Uh, please feel free to message us with suggestions for future episodes, uh, feedback for stuff we have already covered. We love hearing all that kind of stuff from people. Uh, or if you want to check out our website, it is monsterdeer.monster. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you will enjoy our future journey through the Netflix Castlevania adaptation, because, uh, man, it's going to be a good ride. Um, and we also hope that you join us on the next episode. But until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.